Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Verse 8, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? So he's saying, you know, the, the new covenant with Jesus, it's so much more glorious than the old covenant of the law. Verse 9, for if the ministry of condemnation had glory... The ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. So the law shows us that we're sinners, that we're not perfect, uh, and we can't keep the law. And, and that's what Galatians 3.19 says. What purpose then does the law serve? Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. Now, here's a problem in our society is that the Bible says that God gave them the Ten Commandments so they would know right and wrong and they would see that they're sinners and they need a Savior. Now, our society is saying there is no right and wrong. Therefore, you don't need a savior. And really, when you think about all the craziness going on in our society, it's really just a spiritual attack against God and his word and his church, right? All the stuff that's going on when people say, oh, you could do this, you could do that, all this weird stuff. Well, they're just saying there's no right, there's no wrong. Actually, in big cities in America now, because they had a lot of people in jail and they had high crime rate, you know what they did to fix it? They decriminalized crime. So they said, okay, well, uh, since we're doing such a terrible do- job about you know, producing criminals, what we're going to do is just say now nothing's illegal. So there's no more criminals, except for the people who live there are moving here because they're like, doesn't matter what they say, there's still high crime, even though they decriminalize things, right? And that's really just uh, because of rejecting God and rejecting the Bible and rejecting God's truth, now we have... You know, crazy cities where they say, yeah, anything goes. And, and now what's happening? And then even crazier, they said, we need to defund the police so the criminals can reign. I mean, they didn't say it exactly like that. I don't remember how they said it. I, I don't know liberal talk, but, uh, you know, it's just basically we need to defund the police because they're oppressing somebody. And I'm not sure who, but uh, the criminals. And, and so now, uh, now these cities, I read, they're like, we need to get more police. And guess what? Now they can't get police. No one wants to join the police force because they speak ill of the police all the time. And, and now I, I read just last week that now we can't get people to join our military either. Now, because of schools and education system, only 15% uh, of, of young people are patriotic and think our country is great and we would fight for our country. So they can't get anybody to join the military. They can't get anybody to you know, work for the police departments in these big cities that are liberal and crazy. Well, because they've rejected God's word, they confuse people, and it causes all kinds of problems. Now, the Bible tells us in verse 9, For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. So Paul's not saying that the law was bad. Uh, uh, and, and he wasn't even saying it wasn't glorious. He's just saying that, you know what, the, if the law had any, you know, law was good, then the new covenant, salvation by 
faith in Jesus Christ is so much more glorious. It's so much better. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, this is how we're saved. By grace, you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, I love this because this is the difference between Christianity and every other cult religion in the world. That the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 that you and I are going to heaven not of works. I didn't do anything. I don't have a white shirt or a bike or I don't know, sell magazines at an airport. Uh, There's nothing I can do to get saved. It's a gift of God, right? And notice in verse 9, in case you didn't get, you know, in verse 8 when it says, it's not of yourself, it's a gift, then it repeats it in verse 9. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. None of us are going to get to heaven and look around and say, what are you doing here, right? As if you're, like all of us are going to get to heaven and think, wow, I'm thankful I got in, right? I mean, because we realize that we're all sinners. All of us have fallen short of the law. Now, I love it that God's grace is so good. It's a gift. And so whenever you feel guilty and like, well, I can't go to church because I sinned or whatever, you need to realize you're not going to heaven because you're a good person. You're going to heaven because Jesus shed his blood on the cross so our sins could be forgiven, right? And, and then that compels me to want to follow God and, and live life his way. I, I don't, I'm not trying to be good to get into heaven. I'm just trying to love God because he loves me so much. And in love, you want to you do what pleases him. So in verse 11, he says, For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. So the law had glory, but compared to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, it's like comparing a candle to the sun, right? I mean, it's just, you know, Jesus' new covenant is infinitely more glorious. Verse 12, Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. So in verse 12, you know, Paul is saying, I'm bold about telling you about the new covenant with Jesus because Paul was a Pharisee, right? He knew all about, you know, the laws in the Old Testament and trying to pretend to be on the outside. That's what the religious people did. They came to church and pretended like they had no problems when in reality inside they were full of yuck, right? Jesus said you're full of dead men's bones, right? And so Paul knew all about that. And so when Paul found out about salvation by grace through faith, not of works, it's a gift from God. Well, he's like, man, I want to be bold about that. And really, he said that compelled him to be a preacher of the gospel. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 2, he said, but even after we suffered before and were spitefully treated in Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. And so Paul was bold to share the gospel. And I would ask you, are you bold in inviting people to church or talking to people about your relationship with Jesus, right? If people ask you, hey, do you go to church? Do you like, where do you go to church at? Where will you go? To, where do you go? Gary Chapel. What? Gary Chapel? <laughs> or are you like, I go to church. Yeah, I, I love God, uh, right? Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And, and, you know, it's so crazy to me that our world is so upside down that people think that going to church is weird and wrong and then being sexually immoral, drug addict, alcoholic, idiot is good, right? I mean, that's a kind of oversimplification. I mean, you can get more sophisticated in your paganism. <laughs> uh, my wife and I were at, at uh, Sportsman's the other day, and uh, my wife asked the guy, do you go to church? And uh, he moved here from California, and he said, nope, I'm a pagan. And he said, look at me. And I'm like, and my wife said, yeah, a lot of people at our church look like you. <laughs> it's like, but uh, 
right? I mean, are you bold about Jesus, right? Or are you ashamed, like, oh, I don't want to tell people I'm a Christian, right? Because Paul's saying, I'm bold because this is a message of hope. This, this brings joy and peace and love to people's lives. And when you think about so many people are so confused and sad, and the message of Jesus Christ brings such great hope and joy. And, and so verse 13, he says, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. So remember when Moses met with God, got the Ten Commandments, and then his face was glowing, and he put a veil over it so that they wouldn't see it fade away. And the fact that the glow did fade away was indicative of the fact that the Old Covenant would one day fade away. The Old Covenant was never intended to be permanent, but always intended to be temporary, and it was going to fade away and be replaced with the New Covenant, and that's important to understand because sometimes people are like, well, God of the Old Testament is a God of judgment and the God of the New Testament is a God of grace. No, God is the same God in the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? His laws are still correct. Murder is still wrong. Lying is still wrong. Adultery is still wrong. It's just that because he loves us and he's gracious and loving, he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for our sins so we can be forgiven. Verse 14, but their minds, he's speaking about the Jews, were blinded for until this day, the same veil remained unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. So if you want to understand the Old Testament and the, New Te- the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, it, the veil is ru- removed in Jesus Christ. Verse 15, but even to this day when Moses is read, the veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So Paul's saying, the, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom from the law. That you don't have to try to work your way into heaven. You don't have to try to be good to get to heaven. Uh, when I first got saved, I was playing golf with some guys who uh, I knew before I was a Christian. And, you know, I had gone to parties with them and such. And uh, one of the guys said, so Bob, you're a Christian now, huh? I said, yep. And he said, so you think you're going to go to heaven? And I said, yep. And he said, how are you going to con your way into heaven? I said, I'm not doing any conning. Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and he knows all about my sin, and I confessed him, and I'm forgiven. And they were like, <laughs> whoa, where are you going to church at, man? Anyway, but, but here's the thing. Our righteousness doesn't come from keeping the law. That's important to understand. In Galatians 5.16 where it says, uh, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if you were led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So uh, when we walk in the Spirit, we're walking in the Spirit, then you love God, you're wanting to serve God and glorify God and, and do all the things that God wants you to do. Well, then you're not living by law. You're not living under the law. You're living in love, right? You want to do right what's right because of love. I'm married, and what I do in my relationship with my wife has nothing to do with some list of rules somebody gave me to be a good husband, right? I mean, I love my wife, therefore I want to make her uh, experience a great life, and I want to, you know, be the best husband I can be. So I read the Bible. What does the Bible say about being a good husband? Oh, dwell with your wife with understanding. What does that mean to know by investigation? Oh, okay, I need to investigate. What do you want from me? And then I write it down, and, and then I do that all the time, and, uh, you know, and d- then doing what she wants, right? It's like a list of things. And so, uh, but I, I, the list doesn't come from God. It, it comes from her being a woman, I'm a man, we're very different. She's like, I want to 
go for a walk and hold hands. I'm like, what for? Why are they going to write that down? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So uh, <clears throat> I understand it now, though. But when I first got married, it was like, what, what's the point of all this talking? Anyway, but now I understand because I want to understand her deepest feelings. And I still don't know if I understand that. But, right, but our relationship is based on love, not on law. We don't have a list of rules, right? We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.